Hello and welcome to another episode of The Designerless Show. My name is Esme. I've been a web designer since 1999 and this podcast is all about how you can embrace web design without a lot of the fear and the overwhelm of some of the techie stuff. I'm so excited to be sharing some of these concepts with you here on this show. So if this is something you want to learn more of, make sure you hit subscribe in your podcast player so you get notified of new episodes. Now, this episode is all about rookie mistakes that you're probably making with WordPress. But before we get into it, I just want to tell you a little bit about our sponsor. This episode is sponsored by the Designerless Dojo. This is my premium membership site, which is all about making sure you're empowered to run your website. So with live office hours, Q&A with me, mini trainings that are not overwhelming in any way, downloadables and website resources like page kits that you can just plug and play into your website, the Designerless Dojo is all about making sure you're ready and empowered to step forward and do this whole web design thing on your own. You can get more information about that at designerless.com slash dojo. If you're like a lot of people who have decided that they want to run their own website and they don't want to be beholden to a web designer, you probably started out on something like Wix or Squarespace and then realizing that it's not 100% what you needed, you switched to a more robust platform like WordPress. Now, WordPress is an amazing piece of software. I'm a huge fan of WordPress. On WordPress, you can really transform your business. You can blog, you can sell digital products, you can even run a mastermind like my client, Peter Shankman. But like all tools, if you don't know how to use it right, if you don't know how to get the most out of it, you can make some rookie mistakes that are really going to end up costing you in the long run. Now, these mistakes are easy to avoid once you know what they are. And avoiding them is going to get you going in the right direction a hell of a lot faster. Or if you've already gotten going a little bit and you have a little bit of traction, these can help you move forward way faster than you have been. So mistake number one is ignoring SEO. One of the beautiful things about WordPress is the SEO capabilities. No longer do you need to know exactly what keyword density is best. You don't even need to know what the hell keyword density is. You don't need to be wondering about how to avoid getting dinged by Google, where to put images. WordPress makes it so easy for you to use plugins like Yoast or Squirrely to optimize your content for Google. So with these free awesome plugins, which are available on WordPress, there's absolutely no reason for you to be ignoring SEO. Mistake number two is shoving random crap in your sidebar. Your website is a showcase. It is the showcase for your personality, for your business, for who you want to serve. It's somewhere for you and your personality to shine. It's somewhere for you to get clients, grow your business, serve your community. So why then would you ever want to shove a ton of random crap into the sidebar? It is way too easy to feel suffocated by the content on a website. It's so easy to feel like there isn't enough room to take in all the content. Your content needs some breathing space. So while the sidebar is certainly a valuable piece of real estate, I want you to refrain from filling it with all sorts of random unrelated content. 
So you'll notice I only have a few key things in the sidebar on my websites, and that's because I don't want people to feel overwhelmed. Mistake number three is keeping plugins that you never use. Now, don't get me wrong, I love plugins. Plugins are awesome. Plugins mostly make WordPress go round, but they also make your site slower than molasses in January in upstate New York if you've got too many of them. So when you get started, you may have five or ten plugins just checking out to see what's out there. Maybe you install three or four SEO plugins only to end up using one of them on your website. So what you normally do if you're like any of the clients that I've worked with in the past is you've got all of these plugins that you've been testing, you deactivate the ones you're not using, but you leave them sit there. Now, this can actually bring down the speed of your WordPress website. There are some people in the web design community who don't believe this to be true, and it may not be 100%. I've just noticed this on my website and my clients' websites. When you are shoving your WordPress site full of plugins that you don't actually use, they're just taking up space, it can really slow things down. So here's the thing. Unless it's a plugin you paid for and you genuinely have plans to use it again in the future, there is no reason to keep it there. The more plugins that are slowing you down, the slower your website goes in general, the longer it takes for your site to load, which means you may have visitors bounce out. Mistake number four is having shitty hosting. So I know, I know this is hard because what exactly counts as shitty hosting? How do you know what's good? But here's the thing I want you to keep in mind. So if you don't know anything about hosting, I just want you to think about this. Generally, when it comes to your website hosting, you get what you pay for. So there's plenty of hosting out there that is only three or four dollars a month. And yes, you'll have a website and it will be on a server, but it may not be very fast. It may not have a lot of uptime. The tech support may be horrible. There is a reason that it is so cheap. And the reason is because the hosting company is working on volume. They want more people more sites, and in order to actually make this business model work, they need to limit the resources and the service available for each customer. Now, when you're getting started with WordPress, you probably just signed up for what someone recommended is a really good host. You probably asked some friends, maybe you hopped into a Facebook group, and you went with what most people recommended. So you probably ended up on somewhere like HostGator or GoDaddy, and that's okay, we can work with this. But what I want you to be thinking about as you start developing your platform is upgrading your hosting. So you can move from a lower end host to a better host pretty easily. They, they try to make this a fairly seamless process because most hosts want people to bring their sites to them. So I personally recommend DreamHost. I've been in this web design game for a long time, and DreamHost is the only one I recommend. DreamHost makes it easy to host one site or 50. The shared hosting is good enough for a WordPress installation with decent traffic. But if you want something even better, you can switch to DreamPress. DreamPress is DreamHost's dedicated WordPress hosting platform. It is designed for WordPress. Now, it's not cheap. It's about... $19, $20 a month, but it is worth every penny. The tech support is top-notch. The control panel is intuitive, and I've been able to teach people who have never had a host before how to use it. 
Mistake number five is thinking a free WordPress template is good enough. Because it ain't. When you get started with WordPress, you may be in a rush and on a budget. So you want to get your business off the ground and you're like, you know what? I just know I need a website and you just go with one of the free themes that comes with WordPress. Thinking, you know what? This is good enough. And you know, to be fair, a free WordPress template is usually quote good enough, but it's not going to be for very long. And it's not going to be as professional as if you have a custom design or if you use a framework like Divi, which will allow you to create what looks like a custom design. So Divi is a drag and drop WordPress theme, which is so complex and robust, your website can look pretty much like whatever you want. There are thousands of people using Divi, but that doesn't mean your website's gonna look like theirs because you have so much control over the design. When you customize your website, and when you're using something that doesn't just look like all the other websites out there, it really looks like to your audience that you're invested emotionally and financially in your business. Mistake number six is making it hard for people to find your contact information. Now, this is not so much a WordPress issue as it is a website issue in general, but it can be avoided by picking a WordPress template that just doesn't hide your information. So unless you genuinely don't want people to ever know how to find you or contact you, your contact information needs to be easy to find. So if you go to designerlist.com, you'll notice I have my cell phone number and my email address in the corner. I do it because I want people to feel like they can reach out and they can get in touch with me. I don't want my clients and customers to feel like I'm going to leave them hanging and like I don't really care. I don't want people to ever feel like I'm out of touch. Now, where this can kind of run into a bit of an issue is if you have a ton of traffic, a ton of customers, you don't want someone calling you up out of the blue. So in that case, I recommend you get a Google Voice number and you hook it up to a number that can be checked by your virtual assistant. So people can still call you, they can still get in touch with you, you can make your phone number available on your website, but it's not blowing up your cell phone. So I strongly encourage you to take this into consideration and if you're using Divi, this is pre-built into the theme. And mistake number seven is making your visitors guess what it is you actually do. So one of the biggest mistakes I see people make, and I don't just mean people who have a blog, I mean business coaches, VAs, social media managers, is not being clear on what the hell you actually get paid for. So if somebody can't tell what you do, what your business is, why would they give you money? Why would they work with you? So you only have a few seconds to make a good first impression on your website. And if someone leaves feeling like, eh, this is kind of a eh website, or if they leave going, I don't actually know what they do, what are the odds they're going to come back? Pretty slim. I mean, think about this for a second. If you were to go to my website, you know, just looked like a blog, and I didn't say anywhere that I'm a web designer and a digital strategist, Why would you ever think of me when you need a web designer or a digital strategist? You wouldn't. So if you don't make it obvious how you make money and how you get paid, it's going to be hard for you to make money and get paid. 
And I know this may seem like common sense, but this is really so overlooked. So it's tempting to just go out and pick a WordPress theme because it's pretty. It has big space for photos. Maybe you like the fonts, but I want you to be thinking about, is it going to be obvious what I do? Can I customize this enough to make it obvious what I do for a living and how someone can work with me? Because not all website themes are going to be able to do that. It's better to have a boring theme, one that's not so beautiful, that actually gets you paid than it is to have a gorgeous one that leaves people going, I don't actually know what the hell they do. So these seven mistakes are pretty easy to avoid now that you know what they are. So I want you to go back through this episode as you're looking at your website. And I want you to start thinking about where you can improve and where you can make some changes. As always, thank you so much for listening. If you got any value out of this episode, I would love it if you would subscribe on iTunes, leave a review. And if you really think this is something your audience would be interested in, share it out. The more people that we can help with this podcast, the better. Thank you so much for tuning in, and I will see you next time. The internet has changed, so should the way you bank. PNC Virtual Wallet for Digital Banking. It's time for a change. Now through March 31st, earn up to $300 when you open and use a select new virtual wallet product. Simply establish a qualifying direct deposit. To learn more, visit a branch or pnc.com slash checking offer. PNC Bank. Make today the day. Virtual Wallet is a registered trademark of the PNC Financial Services Group Incorporated. PNC Bank National Association member FDIC.